0: You're so cool. Tarantino loves using the word cool, man. He does. <laughs> he really does. And the N word. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome to our Film Fathers podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani. And with me as always are motherfucking Charlie Bronson and Mr. Majestic, Martin and Brady.
0: I'm not eating because I'm not hungry. I'm not sitting because I'm not staying. I'm not looking at the movie because i seen it seven years ago. It's the Mac with Max Julian, Carol Speed, and Richard Pryor. I ain't scared of you. I just don't like you. And that envelope is some payoff money. Alabama's moving on to some greener pastures. We're not negotiating. I don't like to barter. What's in that envelope is for my peace of mind. My peace of mind is worth that much. Not one penny more.
2: What's with your sour fucking puss? I could have just killed you now, couldn't I? You've had your friend killed, and you're just about to have your other friend killed. That still only makes two friends killed. I've had four of my guys killed, and also my girlfriend killed, who I didn't like much. That's still five friends killed. That's three more friends killed than you've had friends killed, so don't give me that moany fucking face, okay?
1: This week... We celebrate the 30th anniversary of an all-time classic and true romance. This film ushered in a new style of writing and directing that would become prolific in 90s films. The cast of this movie was as impressive as it gets, featuring one particular actor, Christopher Walken, who inspired us to take another look into Brady's bargain bin. We found another movie with an extremely strong cast, led by a familiar director. This time, it was Seven Psychopaths from 2012,
2: which Walken works.
0: All the Walken. <laughs>
2: Which walking? I, I got nothing.
0: It's it's funny how he's. I should so have worked known. on it. <laughs> I know. I I never tried to really do it because I can't do. I always feel like I could do it better than I actually can. So. Oh, in your head for sure. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I got I got the speech pattern down. But yeah, it's funny. It's funny how he he's so known for the speech pattern, but he doesn't do it all the time. You know, like most no. of the time, he just talks very normally. I think there's only yeah. a few instances, and really that that speech in Pulp Fiction, I feel like, is the is a big one.
2: Oh, the, I think. I mean, I think the SNL skit put him over. I mean, I think that's a <laughs> massive influence on on every more people understanding yeah. his cowbell, cadence. right? You mean
0: cowbell? Yeah, the yeah, cowbell. Yeah, yeah. but
2: I think that I think that that spread the audience spread for people kind of being amused at, and then it going from there in terms of appreciating and laughing along with or at his his speech cadence and yeah i mean it's it's a it's an imitation that plenty of people you you've heard you can hear them do and or do well
0: yeah absolutely
2: but walking is one of many i yeah. will say well he's the driving force for uh, our second movie today um true romance I mean, Alzheimer? Where, where, what are your thoughts here on this uh, movie? Thirty years ago, you know how we do—thirty-year anniversary, we run deep. So, as as is my want. Oh yeah, no,
0: I had never seen this. Oh yet. no, <laughs> I didn't know that. I had oh wow. Why are we
2: guessing this more often? <laughs> so, uh, yeah,
1: I really enjoyed it. It's really good, and you know, even for it being from nineteen ninety-three, like. It was it was very enjoyable. Um part of the that I love is Tony Scott, the director. Yeah. Like I feel like that man, rest in peace, that does not miss very often when he makes a movie.
2: I mean you can just scroll that IMDB and it is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, he's
0: got a style yeah. that's his own. He does violence really well, which all works really, really well for this movie. And you know, the pairing of him with a Quentin Tarantino script is is pretty damn good. Much like last week when we uh, when we talked uh, what we did from Dust till dawn, you know Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez also a very good combination. And Quentin directing his own movies is pretty pretty damn good too. But there is there is like you get these extra uh, Quentin Tarantino movies other outside of his ten that he's you know famously only going to direct ten. Um, but you oh, I didn't two, know that. Is that a thing? Extra. Yeah, that's that's this whole thing. He says that he's – I think his next movie is his last one. I think it's the num- the big number 10. Yeah, I'm just
2: – I have a heart. Yeah. It just feels a, like uh, – all
1: right. Brady hates when people put that artificial – Well, there's uh, no on
2: reason. On I what, mean, most people benefit? agree with you. Yeah, most did people agree he, with you. Did he say that after like four? Or it was I like, think so. He's like, it was a goal to get to 10, and now it's like, yeah, shit, dude. I can he literally just say, I feel like I'm going to direct a movie the 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 want for that is going to be out of control. It's like well, all right, just pay me.
0: Yeah, I mean his his thing is that he doesn't want to over like overstay his welcome, which I I appreciate. And he wants to write and direct tent, the the ten that uh, he maybe he'll say oh it's technicality I'll direct something that someone else wrote and that doesn't count, or maybe he'll yeah write something else for someone else to direct. Who knows? But he doesn't want to he doesn't want to basically he wants to go down. And, what is it? Burn out, not not fade away. There you go. Um and uh Martin Scorsese who's like on this 33rd film is like, yeah, I think that's a mistake. <laughs> but, you know, it it seems to be working for him cuz yeah, he does get a lot of hype with each movie and they are they are all pretty big. I would say his a lot of his best work is probably early on. So, <laughs> we'll see, but I did really like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I don't I don't know. But this is this might be I don't know in the in the like realm of when things were written, but I think this is pretty early, right? This is before before Pulp Fiction, before Reservoir Dogs, or right around the same time as Reservoir Dogs?
2: Uh, well, so they said um, the first clue to this being like in the Tarantino verse or whatever is that the uh, agent Lee Donowitz is the grand well, he's the grandson of Sergeant Donnie Donowitz from Inglorious Bastards, which Tarantino confirmed the name. Mm. And mister White in Reservoir Dogs mentions how he worked with a girl named Alabama.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and Reservoir Dogs was the year before. It was ninety two.
2: Ninety two.
0: Yeah. So confirmed. Um well I'm glad I'm glad you liked it, Chilani Brady, it's an all timer for you. Is that what you were I don't know
2: to... if it's an all timer for okay. me. I, I I think I don't I definitely enjoy it, but I also just there's a lot of uh I think it lives it it's in the right era, I'll say. I think <laughs> it's it, very it,
0: it's very early nineties for it, you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it belongs in my teen years, and, you know, I think you, you could pick up on plenty of things that obviously all of our tastes change over the course of time, but I, I, I liked it at the time. Probably, I probably didn't see it in 13, but I, I'm guessing I, I, I probably saw it around like 15, 16, 17 in there. But, yeah, you know, Christian Slater, Um there was a time I thought he only lived in the 90s, but... You know. <laughs> Mr Robot brought him back into the ether yeah, so He was definitely uh, cool.
0: Great. Uh I remember thinking Christian Slater's pretty cool. Um, I mean I think
2: everyone thought that, right? Like yeah, that he yeah. was a, an epitome of of up, cool
0: in the early 90s. Yeah, pump up the volume and uh I you know I I'm a big fan of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves just cuz sure. I was young when it came out. Uh and you guys know my affinity for uh what's his name? Uh uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. We've, we've talked about it. <laughs> like if it's
2: not him, I don't know who else you're going
0: for. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going for. Uh, but this is only the second time I've seen uh, True Romance. Um, I and the first for, yeah, time I was more than that. But. Like right after, right after I watched Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction is one of my all-time favorite movies. So I was like, everything that he'd he'd ever done, right? Which wasn't much at the time, but but I went back and 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 watched this. And yeah, I remember liking it then um Not loving it. Like I didn't. I didn't think it. Ha- For me, it didn't hold up as much as Re- Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. um But this this viewing, yeah, I, I could see a little bit more. I, I I think I appreciate it a little bit more uh, being being older. You know, it, it's not. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but the cast is stellar. Some of the performances are, are yeah, amazing. I mean, um, Christian Slater
2: is the lead, but I mean, but he's by far. The Not even link. close to uh, the what's driving this movie, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the cast is literally crazy, and, and part of that comes it was with time. Insane. I mean, right? Like it's yeah. it's because you don't know who, what, what careers people are going to kind of, kind of grow into. But yeah. to think that you know, I was I was Samuel L. in this for ten ten seconds, a brief <laughs>
1: a
0: brief minute. I mean, he's <laughs> like, in every movie
2: fair fair um there's so many
0: that he's in just briefly before he made the
2: huge. where they got to and where Gary Oldman and Brad Pitt were in this movie yeah it's impressive
0: it's i mean but course. Gary Oldman puts in a really really <laughs> killer performance he makes a choice
2: <laughs> he made a
1: choice well he yeah. didn't
2: make a choice but um i i the note i saw which was pretty great is he was working on uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Does that sound right?
0: Oh, that yeah, yeah, that was around this time. Yeah, that's right. And
2: he met with Tony Scott, but uh, he couldn't read the script because he was just too bogged down. And he asked, and Tony Scott was trying to get him in the movie, and he was like, "I can't really tell you about the movie because I'm just not good at it." He's like, "But you're playing a white guy who thinks he's black, and you're a killer pimp." And Oldman's like, "I'm in.
0: <laughs> Challenge accepted." <laughs> and I love that for him. Yeah, I mean, and you did not yeah. not believe it for a second, you know?
2: No, it was actually unsurprisingly great, but it's just you don't expect, I don't think, these days to to see a role like that for an actor yeah. that I would say is now the caliber of Gary Oldman.
0: But I just love the way he responds to Christian, like, you know, the way he takes him in. He's sitting down, relaxing, offers some food, and the way he explains to him. Now see if you had sat down and take taken accepted my offer of food I would have known you're you're cool but instead you're just sitting there staring at me I I'm not doing the, the script yeah. justice but it's Quentin Tarantino's words coming from Gary Oldman uh and just the the exact like art of negotiation I think is 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 perfect like you know it shows that he's probably smarter than he is although they probably should have patted him down before <laughs> Before they went to That's not
2: thought on him. He's
1: he's got guys for that. Right. Somebody should have got the guy somebody from coming to America. That's his job. Exactly. Is that Manny? <laughs> yeah. He was the one that should have pat him down. Absolutely. I, I enjoyed that scene partially because I felt like the music that he had in the background was like the Mortal Kombat theme. Like a <laughs> like a twist on it. Um if you listen to it again, it kinda sounds like maybe it might have been inspired
0: by that. But it's a tense, you know, it's a tense scene, right? It's a tense situation. Yeah. And they do it well.
2: Oh, for sure. I think the violence in I mean throughout this movie and we could talk about another scene a little later, but the 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 physicality is kind of fucking extreme. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, it's that fight was one of them. I mean, there's I felt like that fight was legit. Like you just don't see some of that all the time anymore and that's because people are trying to you know find ratings and all that but you know the other one obviously in my opinion being the James Gandolfini and uh, Arquette brawl yeah in the in yeah. the motel room brutal it's right like, yeah I mean it's like I don't know what it is I mean I think maybe we're obviously older now well some of us uh, than when we first saw the movie but so I feel like I should be more numb to that type of stuff because, like, obviously we've kind of seen everything at this point. But yeah, it, it it I felt like it was just like, oh my god, like almost like enough.
0: <laughs> I had the same exact reaction. I thought I'm like, I was very surprised at how much it actually like got to me. And then I remember thinking, I'm like, holy shit, I saw this when I was like 14, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember thinking it was you know it didn't like put me in a weird. Sp- place or anything at that young age and now having a 12 year old son I'm like, i can't imagine colin watching this in you know in a couple of years right. um but yeah it almost affected me more as a 42 year old man it's weird yeah yeah that's funny. it was that's funny was, we both
2: had that same uh same sentiment from uh from that scene but I, I i think and you could throw this one in and i think just it I mean that, they do a good job with it admittedly like but it's uh it's a lot so I think kind of to,
1: like, bring you down from all of that violence, they have the, like, what I, I wrote down is, like, the background music is the literal heart strings. Like, whenever there's, like, yes. a, a tender moment, they play that, like, the same Yeah, they, they went that well, notes. plenty. So, yeah. uh,
0: interesting thing about that, but go ahead, finish your thought, and I'll get there.
1: But it was like, hey... This is a part where you're supposed to feel good. Like this is gonna like make you feel warm and fuzzy. And so we're gonna play this music just so like we can cue it into your brain that this is a part where you should feel good and you should feel happy for the characters that are in this scene. Um. So I, I wrote it down. It was like, background music is the literal heartstrings yeah. that they're pulling. It
0: didn't bother you. Like it wasn't overused or overly sentimental.
2: They definitely it, use it, it a lot. Just,
0: yeah, it was, used a, it was used a lot. It was just something that I noticed, and I was like, "Yes, what's, okay." So, so Mark, what's your tidbit? Yeah, it's it's Hans Zimmer um, wrote it, but he, I mean, it's a straight ripoff off the the, the theme from a movie called Badlands. Um, Terrence okay. Malick's debut from like the '70s mm-hmm. with uh, Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek, basically playing the same characters here, right? It's a Bonnie and Clyde situation. They go on a killing spree and huh. um, try to get off. Uh, that movie. Doesn't end quite as well as as this one, and it's also you guys would not enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like if you watch better Then you'd be like, "Why is this movie?" Yeah, but,
2: no, you said '70s already.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you would think with Martin Sheen, you know, and West Wing affinity, you might hey, be like, "Worth look, watching." But I, I like
2: can, him from the West Wing. That doesn't mean I gotta like yeah. his his, uh, his library. Yeah. You
0: guys would, you would, uh, and I watched I watched it recently, um, and that's why when I was listening to this music, I'm like. That is very. Familiar. I'm like I'm sh- pretty sure that's from Badlands, and I, you know, obviously a couple, couple of clicks, and, and you find that that's what they were they were going for. Um, yeah. It wasn't a Tarantino thing. I think it's a Tony Tony Scott loves Badlands, and there's lots of filmmakers that were very influenced by Badlands, so it makes sense. Huh. Tony
1: Scott also loves Hans Zimmer, though I think they worked yeah. al- together a lot. But
0: I mean, it's like th- I thought that th- listening to this, I'm like Hans Zimmer. This is weak for him, right? But it was a very <laughs> it, again, it was a choice. Like he, they knew what they were doing, and they, you know, yeah. if I, it's called a different theme because they made some changes to it, but it's it's almost exactly what uh, what the theme was from Badlands.
2: Um, just before we forget to uh, a little little call out Obviously we mentioned Christian Slater And briefly our, uh, Patricia Arquette Young Patricia Arquette I loved Patricia Arquette when I was a kid <laughs> Just, oh I, I can imagine
0: Because Jeez. of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Not what you guys were expecting me <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I did see that about her, that was her first movie But on top of all that You get uh, the great Dennis Hopper um, you get Val Kilmer, who uh, you may or may not know was in this movie, but uh, he is—he's—he's he's listed as Mentor,
0: but he's—he is the Elvis in the—in. Uh, no way! Yeah. I saw that he was in, and I'm like, oh, Val Kilmer, but I did not realize that. That's so wild. he
2: is—they uh, weren't sure on licensing, um, and so they didn't know if they could actually call him Elvis, so they yeah. called him Mentor. But I didn't love that he, part. He was, yeah. I Actually, didn't either. Well, I also don't like Elvis, but um, <laughs> overrated. Uh, he's, uh, but he wanted to play. He liked the Clarence uh, Christian Slater role. Kilmer did, um, but they ended up having him play uh, play mentor. So to speak. Ooh, he would have um, been good. Yeah, I have a hard time not thinking that he would have crushed.
0: Yeah, we love we love Val Kilmer though. So yeah, we're a- yeah, or,
2: and, well, back then too, right? Like he was. He yeah. was still, like, norm, young. No, young and, like, normal weight Val Kilmer. Um, and and
0: it's, it's very obvious sorry. that Quentin Tarantino loves Elvis, right? And he, he's famously said, you're either a Beatles person or an Elvis person. And he's like, you have no no question um, who I am. <laughs>
2: It's safe to say that Quentin Hugh and I wouldn't get along because I am neither.
0: <laughs> well, uh, but I think in the I think if you had to pick, who would you who would you pick? Beatles or or Elvis?
2: Of those two yeah. options, I, I mean, I literally those are the two most overrated bands of all time. Musician. But d-
0: the difference is Elvis not writing his own music, Membrose. more of a yeah, showman performer, and Beatles you have you know. Great, yeah it would great be the songwriters band. This. yeah okay and that's that's what i I would think too even if you don't like you don't have to love either but but you get the comparison right like you're either more about the performance and the show the style versus the substance yeah um, so yeah anyway
2: um we mentioned brad pitt briefly who's nothing more than a blip on the radar in this movie but obviously uh you know if you want to be a completion completionist
0: but he did more than i remember
2: that's what I thought. Yeah, I swore he was in like one scene.
0: I thought was he was like, just going to be in that first time. Yeah, but I, I thought he yeah. was very funny the the second time around. Right, and more because I know it's Brad Pitt than they said he ad libbed everything. He had no <laughs> lines.
2: Everything he says is ad libbed.
0: I, I, Brad Pitt's an amazing actor. I think I fucking he's like
1: he's at the he's at the top of the food chain. Yeah, I love I love Brad Pitt. Do you guys know where he's from? Brad Pitt. Yeah, Missouri. Missouri. Oh, good call, Brady. I asked Jen that, too. She's like, yeah, he's from Missouri. I was like, what?
0: Is this common knowledge? I'm a fan. I, I know pe- things. People, Yeah, they looked at him, and they're like, what are you doing? Just go to California now. <laughs> <laughs> that face. Like, yeah,
2: get out. Can <laughs> only leave with those cheekbones. <laughs> we mentioned walking, uh, Flip on the radar for Bronson Pinchot. Yeah. I didn't remember him in this movie, to be honest, even though well, I didn't he-
1: remember him in this movie, but... It felt very reminiscent of Beverly Hills Cop. Totally. Yeah. Detroit to California. <laughs> that's right. Detroit Bronson I, Pinchos in that's, California. That's right. Yeah. Michael
2: Rappaport, young Remy. Yeah. <laughs> uh but I would say the other than the call outs of uh you know, Chris Penn, Tom Sizemore, you know I love Sizemore, we've talked about it before. But uh Gandolfini.
1: Yes. Just, a young
2: Gandolfini. Just uh God I mean also an R.I.P. moment, you know. You just don't get to see him anymore, so it's like uh, there was there was something to see his like to see his presence on screen. I totally to rewatch that. That was that was good.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot that he was in this too, and obviously I didn't know who he was back when I first saw it. So um, yeah, but he, I mean, he did a great job. I, I I wonder if if it had a a big big part in him, you know, getting that Sopranos role a few years later
2: one of the uh couple of strays in the uh in the uh the crew of uh the Sicilian crew you know Paul Ben Victor do you know him by name Jelani? I
1: do yeah. I saw him and I was like I know but I know I know guy.
2: Paul Ben Victor literally yeah. the rare three first names
1: <laughs> <laughs> um there's a couple other guys that I want to keep, see if you keep pulling them up Kevin Corrigan there he is how do you know kevin the, corrigan
2: the quintessential that guy he's in everything do you think he's a quint? i mean i i get that he's a that guy i don't know if he's quintessential but feels like a strong play um okay but so, said-
1: well let me say go ahead he 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 makes an appearance later on in the next yes show he does he was also in fringe do you remember he was the
0: uh, the bowling alley owner that she went to oh, go visit man. and get all the like. Yeah. I
2: didn't. I I wouldn't have pulled that, but yeah, good I'm, call.
0: I'm thinking Superbad, the guy he gets in into fight with, right? It, yeah.
2: Uh, yes, he's in Superbad for sure. That's yeah. the dude whose house it is.
0: When he makes when he yeah. makes him sing. That's, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> These ass. <eyes. laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think this. I I like him. He I think he is kind of a quintessential that guy. Damn because,
2: it, he might be more right than I thought.
0: Yeah, there's there. He is in a lot of things and and pretty memorable because he's got a memorable face. But you never, I didn't know his name until you, you pulled it. You said uh, you're it.
2: Gonna, you're not gonna know his name in a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to know the name of those guys. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what keeps that's, them. In that's that's that what keeps line. them in,
0: as those guys.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I literally the cast is like it felt like every scene you're like, oh, there's a fucking heavy hitter. Or that guy, apparently, and it was it was fantastic to 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 rewatch. I just yeah enjoyed it. And so there were there were two parts
1: in this film that really hit home with me. One was when they go into the when they go to the final meet, and uh, Christian Slater says, you know, uh, so Rappaport asks him why he has a gun. He goes, "Cause it's better to have a gun and not need a gun than to need a gun and not have a gun." Great line. And. Yeah, well, is that, is the it a funny thing is, something else. Like, I don't know, but that's what m- my dad always told me that. Not with the gun part, but he's <laughs> Anything, always told right? us, like, yeah, he's like, it's just, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And, like, I call it the Tate family motto. So I've told our kids, like, that's our Tate family motto. And I'm wondering if my dad lifted it from true
2: romance. Your dad's a closet uh, Tarantino fanatic. No, but the <laughs> he way he
0: might be. Have you have you told? Do you think you've said that to us before? Maybe I I'm sure the I way have. when you say it instead of a gun, like I've I've heard that before too. Better to have it and not need it. Uh, yeah, I so mean, I I'm looking I've it always up like and
2: it's a, seemingly on signs you can buy on Pinterest. So you know <laughs> it's
0: it's I, mean, yeah.
1: I feel like live laugh love. It might have been like a Western <laughs> thing. Like it might have shown up yeah. in like a Western like Franz, a long time Franz ago. Kafka. Ah, it's Kafka. Very Kafka esque. <laughs> it's from the Metamorphosis. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, it was just when that came out. Like Jen and I looked at each other. We just winked and like smiled because it was like ah, that's the Tate family motto right there. Love it. And then the the final scene with the the standoff in the hotel room. Oh, side note. Do uh, I I get this the Sal Rubinac? Did we mention Sal Rubinac? Which one's he?
2: The. the... The producer?
1: Uh the producer?
2: Uh yeah, I don't think I did, but uh oh. but yes.
1: So there's on uh, the um Rewatchables Simmons podcast, they always mention like the Sal Rubinek Award. Oh, that's and, an award. And they use the, yeah, they use the line from this film when he yells at Bronson Pinchot, like, You stabbed me in the heart. I treated you like a son. Like Um
0: <laughs> Oh, he's the he's the guy. He's again, the producer
1: guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a producer. Okay. It's for the character actors who like overact in a, in a scene or whatever. Um and that was this scene so huh. I was like, "Oh, that's where this clip is
0: from." I don't think um, he do you think he he's... overacted? Well, I didn't think so. <laughs> I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> he might have I would have been super not, pissed but... at Bronson for that.
2: There's some overacting happens in movies, and I I don't think that's it. I think that's a that's that's It's
1: it's like that with the uh, the Julianne Moore um uh, from
0: Boogie Nights. Uh,
1: no, it's the one where she goes into the the pharmacy, Magnolia. Oh, Magnolia. Right? Yeah. Where she has a big fit at the pharmacy, yeah. like that's part of the whole. Like, if you listen to it, you'll you'll Got hear it. it. But that scene where they're in and the the whole standoff happens. Did did that remind you of another scene from another Tony Scott film?
0: Oh, I was I was thinking more Reservoir Dogs, for me. You know, they all have guns pointed at each other and. Uh but it obviously it was a much more shorter lived than reservoir dogs, but no, what uh what Tony Scott film? So I feel like he just took that scene and reused it
1: in Enemy of the State. Yeah, a little bit. The final the final scene with Tom Sizemore on the other side of the law this time. Yep, you're right. And John in, the, in, the, in
2: the back of the kitchen.
1: In the back of the restaurant, yep. Exactly.
2: Okay.
0: I have to Fair. rewatch and I started rewatching Enemy of the State, but I didn't finish it. A little while
1: ago. So, so I rewatched that scene again. Yeah. And it plays out almost exactly the same way because, like, funny. The whole shootout happens. And then, dude hating a cop. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. The two main characters just kind of walk off. Like, Will Smith just walks away. Yeah, take cover uh, and, uh, yep. Get the fuck exactly. out. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, oh. <laughs> Tony Scott's just reusing his old
2: shit. He's not well. writing it.
1: <laughs> right, just who wrote it? It's, like, it's, it's already state. written.
2: Just got to film it. It's uh, if he shoots it similarly, I guess that's just kind of the way it goes, right?
1: Yeah, but it was it was good. Like I said, I I enjoyed this for you know for the first watch, I thought it was really uh, really well done. I also liked the way that uh, when Christian Slater was like setting up the whole deal with the the movie producer, how he's like, oh yeah, I want to bring you Doctor Shivago like how he knew to like use code the code words that he like, needed, yeah yeah instead of being just like a a, a country bumpkin like no, but oh, he's, I, I don't know what to do it's but.
2: like it's the it's the i i i read that as like the comic book vibe that's that's yeah. that's how i was going and like he had movie posters on the wall i like i felt like he just he's he lives in that space right like he knows the i i i, I don't i agree with you i don't think, i noticed it as well but i felt like it was kind of explained and justified based off what you knew about him already like you know he's a movie fanatic right he's going to the theater on his birthday every year to watch movies all all night like that he's he's a a guy who probably quotes everything
0: yeah so
1: i i just enjoyed it i thought it was really good
0: so yeah i feel like i feel like he wouldn't he didn't do everything except like exceptionally smart right like Trying to unload it all at, at one spot was probably not gonna go well and I obviously it no. didn't but, but it's you know, it's a movie and it, it made for an exciting ending. So yes, I will. um
2: Jelani, I thought you might find this speaking of Saul Rubinek, um in uh, in tw- two thousand eight uh it was revealed that uh Saul Rubinek's uh character Lee Donowitz was envisioned as a portrayal of uh producer Joel Silver by Tony Scott. Uh, they had just worked on uh, Last Boy Scout, and Scott hated working with Silver during that film. And they, po- <laughs> um, Silver even called the making of the Last Boy Scout as one of the three worst experiences in his life, and he ended up telling Rubinek that he got Joel exactly right, and he didn't know what that meant. Uh, but then, like him and Joel were like not on speaking terms for a long time. Like legitimately <laughs> like I, he went out of his way, I think, to make it as close to, <laughs> to a representation as close to a, a bad a representation. representation.
0: Did, wait, Tony Scott directed Last Boy Scout? Yeah. yeah. Is that written by, um, what's his name, uh, Shane Black? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think so. That no,
2: up? that oh, sounds yeah. right. Am okay. I wrong? Johnny? you might know yeah. off the top of your no, head. Uh, yeah, Shane Black. Right. It, it okay. is Shane yeah. Black and Greg Hicks.
0: That's, a, um, that's kind of an underrated movie. I like that movie. Oh, hell yeah. But I was... don't know. I haven't seen it in so long, I wonder if it, it would kind of hold up. But at the time, when I was a kid, I loved that.
2: Well, it's been thirty two years. We're not we we gotta wait till uh, <laughs> We'll get it we'll get it back um, in. We missed somehow. it,
0: guys. We missed it.
2: The uh and Martin I but really quick before we go, I thought there was two little tidbits in the kind of in the Tarantino verse that I thought you'd appreciate. Uh one, the sunglasses that uh Christian Slater wears throughout the movie uh are what uh Uma Thurman puts on in Kill Bill after she wakes up from her coma. Same ones. Oh.
0: I thought yeah. they were like a, they were definitely like Elvis. Yeah, well, Style, and and yeah.
2: there you go, and I I I'm a, I love Kill Kill Bill.
0: So. Kill Bills are great movies. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> also twenty year twenty year uh, anniversary this year, um, and the last one was, Tarantino said that he got about ten thousand dollars for the script back then, and he That's bought wild. with, I know right, with it he bought the red Chevy Chevelle convertible that Vincent Vega drives in Pulp Fiction.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I thought you'd like the little titty.
2: <laughs> and apparently I'm calling Tidbit Titty, so good for, good for me.
0: It's a good titty. Felt right. Pretty loves a good
2: titty. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good titty? He's like, you're pretty, buddy, but you're not pretty than a pair of titties. Is that what it was? Something like that? Yeah. old Oldman's lying to him? when uh, Something along those lines. No, good there. pull. Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. Oh, um, I yeah.
2: actually had a... Di- Real quick is I'm gonna actually ask you if this is a Tarantino thing. I think they used it two or three times in the movie. Uh something must be rotten in Denmark.
0: Yeah, that's that's from uh, Hamlet. Something is rotten in the state yeah, of Shakespeare. Denmark. Shakespeare, yeah. I'm so fucking dialed in. <laughs> but it is it is funny that two different characters – I noticed that too, and I'm glad yeah, you brought that up because two different characters it, used it. And
2: then yeah. uh Slater said it. Yeah. Um I think that's yeah, kind well,
0: of a that's kind of a sloppy like you wouldn't have two characters different characters say the say the line so well, what are the odds that i didn't, that they I didn't both know speak it was uh
2: shakespeare i considered it a tarantino gem but um yeah it's tarantino's gem to use it twice
0: by two yeah. different people yeah jelani jelani knew it too right yeah you knew it was hamlet yeah, yeah. i didn't know it was hamlet per se but i knew it was shakespeare well, I, was,
2: I felt bad for iman when uh she said that her turnoffs were persians not cool not cool i catching straight like what are you gonna do smoking in a movie theater oh yeah yeah i guess you are fuck jesus that would be the worst (laughs) um so the bargain bin we dipped another walk-in film that uh, i guess i gotta wait to find out here suspense will be killing me but in terms of a movie i think is very underappreciated on the uh especially when you think of walking movies or, or or some of these uh, some of the other people in this movie is uh, seven psychopaths from uh, 2012 and you know it just can't stop I fucking love Sam Rockwell to the point that I just don't it just doesn't why he's the best
0: the best he's the he's best. one of my all-time favorites I've never seen this movie
2: Oh, you hadn't seen this movie?
0: Yeah, this was my first time. Jelani? Same here. Same. Oh, so you had two (laughs) new ones this week. Wow. Um,
1: And And it it was a a movie that was on my radar, right? Like, when I saw it come up, I was like, oh, this looks good. And for whatever reason, I just never got around to it. Um, Martin, go ahead, because I have a couple of notes and kind of things that sure i want
0: to yeah. push back I, on i'm almost ex- exactly the same like i love martin mcdonough i loved in bruges right when i right when i saw it when it came out i was amazed by it so i can't i i don't know why this actually i do know why it was you said it was 2012 so yeah i was just like knee deep in, <laughs> in 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 children and and pregnancy nah. at that, at that so time you were
2: more kids less psychopaths
0: yeah more kids less psychopaths during during the, those couple of years so that's why i didn't see it right then um and i don't think i knew it was martin mcdonough until a few years ago and then yeah it's been on one of those like oh i really should watch that but then i thought maybe it wasn't that good because i hadn't heard about it very much but uh but yeah i mean like like brady said as soon as i saw rockwell i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna love this and he just puts in a killer performance. I love Colin Farrell too. Well, that's the I thing. Mean, I love Colin. I feel and like the two those of them two together is so was are, so good in this. What um, a
2: ridiculously good pairing.
0: Yeah, the the movie. I don't know. I I might have to give it another watch or two. Like I didn't. I wasn't. It's not my favorite movie of all time. And I like some of Martin McDonough's. Like well, I like in Bruges
2: more. That would have been a tall order, but.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not. It's not like a. I don't know if you give. If you have. If it was the and,
2: yeah, it's not like gonna be the bargain benefit. Your favorite? It's movie not of a all five. Time. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's not a it's not a five star movie, right? It's not like a, a, a up there yeah. in the upper. Echelon. Underappreciated, but underappreciated for sure. Um, if 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 for nothing else, those two and then Woody. I love Woody Harrelson too. That's so you the have, thing. You keep throwing
2: um, them in. They're so good. Yeah.
0: And and they all have great lines. It's very funny, and it's yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, but I do think I want I want to watch it again. Um, but yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, this watch and Christopher Walken, I, I think, was uh, one of the better Walken roles I've seen in a while too. So you you put all that together, and yeah, it's a, it's a very enjoyable movie. And I like the meta ness of it too. I like the the meta. Oh yeah, you like you the know? screenwriter named Marty? yeah yeah. Well yeah, and Martin <laughs> Mc. <laughs> um yes, I like like all that about that and that that was you know it it wasn't too heavy handed. I think with that uh, sometimes it, it movies seems like they they can do that, overdo that a little bit. And I didn't think this one did, but Jelani, you had some other thoughts.
1: Yeah. So it, it, you know, I kind of got that feel like when we watched adaptation where they're like the screenwriters writing the film as it's going on and stuff like that. So there was a little bit of that to it, but I felt this way when we watched in Bruges again. And when we watched uh, Banshees of Mm Inishirin, there's something about these Martin McDonough films where you're just like, it's, good but it leaves you with like a a weird feeling like like no resolution in my eyes right like there's like something's missing at the end or closure i guess maybe
2: i don't i don't know i know like, what I you're just saying like... there's not a
0: big payoff or something not a right. not a big ending um
2: there's an argument to be made that he ends his he he told you outright in this movie he yeah. he ends his movies his way <laughs> whether whether somebody yeah. else likes it or not, it's the way that he's going to end it. Yeah.
1: And I get it. And that's, they uh, again, credit to him for sticking to his you know his guns and what he wants to do. But it's just like, I, they're not bad. They're never
2: bad. It's just like. Well, and I'm saying some it, of those other movies, they're damn near great. And Bruges is great. And, and Bruges uh, is great. I really, yeah. And I really, really liked Banshees. Um, but I, and this is very good. But I would say probably from a quality of movie standpoint below those. But I. Think the cast is just—I just find this very entertaining throughout, and a huge part of that is Rockwell mm-hmm. and Farrell. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like uh, Woody's great, in my opinion. I'm—I like Woody Harrelson, and uh, I think he's fantastic and I think Walken's the same way, and I just feel like it's for better or worse. Maybe the cast is carrying uh, a an average movie, but I—I I think it. I think it's very entertaining throughout but I, I do think it's probably cast heavy in that
0: regard yeah um what about three billboards you guys seen that one three billboards well shit outside. there's
2: like six people from this movie in that yeah. movie rockwell's uh-huh. in it rockwell's in it as well
0: <laughs> but that's the one i think jelani you're, you're you're hitting on the right that's the same way i felt when i watched that movie i was very excited about it went to the theater and i did i remember feeling like it had a it had an ending it had a big big ending but there was something that felt a little unfinished to me and i think that that's just his. that's just kind of his thing and um yeah it's maybe more of like he seems like he he writes his stuff a little bit more like like pl- plays or something if that makes sense yeah it was uh then, broadway right well i remember we did
2: it? the i think it was when we did in bruges and uh banshees he is a play yeah he, he yeah, does play, plays more of a playwright. yeah yeah for sure yeah like like Tom I think banshees is something. where that came from i think that was like one of three plays Okay. Yeah,
0: I think that's. I think you're right. I think that's right. So, so yeah, I think that's just maybe maybe some something to do with it there. But yeah, uh, just very glad that that you picked this, and uh, I'm very glad to have have watched it, and I'll I'll watch it again. Yeah, I think I I will agree. Like,
1: give it another another run, just another viewing of it, because I I was loving it all the way up, and then up until the end, and I was just like, oh, you're just gonna walk off into the sunset. Yeah,
2: for I mean, you get the. For, I guess for coming in fresh. And I it, it had been I think I've only seen it one time and it was probably I, I will say probably had nothing to do with the fact that it was that he wrote it or that I liked him Bruges. Like it was I don't know. I, I think I saw the cast and I'm like, yeah, seventh psychopaths and all these people a, are in it. It is a great I, title. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh I'm in to try that and
0: totally work backwards and, and from for... the title and it's good.
2: But I think I probably do have an over-the-top afi- a- affinity for Rockwell, right? And I like I find him just insanely charismatic and hard to not appreciate on screen. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you mentioned the reboot words. I mean, he got recognized for that, right? Like, yeah. he's fucking fantastic. I mean, I, I think we said this before when we did The Way Way Back. Like, yeah. I just don't know what he would make that I am not going to be really into.
0: A movie with Sandra Bullock,
2: yeah. But you know what? I, I glossed right past her. It's a, I got I got him carrying that thing.
0: Got his start the, on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's right. We just
0: <laughs> we just talked about that. Yeah. Um, and um, and but I mean, yeah. Even if it was just the way way back and Moon. If, if, oh. if, he, if that was if those were the only two movies he'd ever made, I would have I would still like consider him one of my favorite actors. But he's done so much more that that's amazing yeah. too. And and this one just adds to it. Like I'm very surprised that I, that I hadn't seen it just for his for his character alone.
2: Yeah, young Abby Cornish, Hi yeah, Akia. under
0: underused, right? She. I, well, she I think, think she was it.
2: just new, and I don't think she had uh, too much sure to credit at that point. So probably a small role in general, and you know I.
0: Well, he doesn't know how to write women. Apparently, I was gonna so. say
2: and me- women don't really have good <laughs> roles in the in in the movie. So,
0: doesn't pass the what is it called the Bechdel test? You guys heard about this? Sh- yeah, we sure. talked about this, right? Yeah, we have talked about this before. The Bechdel test Weird. is a measure a measure of representation of women in film and other fictions.
1: It's basically that yeah. two women have to talk to each other and not about
0: a man. Yeah, like in the movie. Whether wow. like, that's like the bare minimum. Hard failure then. Have a, yeah. have a conversation about something other than a man.
2: Our goal, uh, Olga. Olga Kirilenko, back in her life again. She's just out there. We're
1: not complaining.
0: No. Nor I. I. The only floor. thing, and I maybe mean, right. not the only thing, but uh, why? It. why did Sam Rockwell feel he had to die? What do you mean? Like, why did he let himself get shot? He wanted to go uh, out his way, but I feel like yeah. I just
2: maybe he's not going to jail right, like he knows what's waiting for him.
0: was he gonna be going to jail? He's just and he just did it all I mean, I guess it's kind of in 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 line with Martin McDonough characters, right uh what's his name um from Banshee's cutting his fingers off, you know, yeah, despite himself, like people just. Do things uh, for <laughs> – do fucked up things for other characters, um, uh, I guess. But I like mean, he was definitely case... go to
2: jail, by the way. Literally, the in, they were looking for
0: him in the city. Yeah, because he's the, so. cause he's the Jack, Jack, is, Jack of Diamonds.
2: And, I mean, they pretty much didn't make that too much of a mystery, right? It was like for probably the first appearance, you obviously didn't know who it was. And then the second one, you're like, oh, is that somebody? And then you're like, okay, it's him, right? Yeah, it's yeah. And they're just like, yeah. yeah, it's him. We're not we're not this is not like a big big dark thing we're trying to hide.
0: You know who else was in this movie that I wanted to see more of who I love? Harry Dean Stanton.
2: Harry Dean Stanton. I felt like you were going there.
0: Yeah, I love Harry Dean. And he didn't I don't think it said anything, right? He was just the the Quaker, Quaker killer.
2: Which was great. And then obviously again a good misdirection to find out who that actually is. Yeah. Um Yeah. So Tom Waits? Oh, I love Tom Waits. <laughs> Zechariah. Yeah. He was uh they said he was in as soon as they told him that he would hold a rabbit cuz I guess he's like an animal fanatic.
0: <laughs> he's he just, just in. <laughs> he's just the weirdest dude. I love um he's made some really good. He's a musician. Um I don't know yeah. if you guys are familiar with any of his songs but he's got a, like a really wide array and a lot lot of lot of, uh, lot of albums, a lot of songs through the years. Well, but
2: Isn't he have an insanely popular old song that is
0: hold oh hold God. on is is probably the big one. oh you're talking about downtown train i
2: think he May, that. i don't know maybe there's sort of yeah. one that's like oh it's like if you it'd be his number 1 right would be the one i don't
0: know for sure what it is though well downtown train thing. is you know the uh, the what's his name rod stewart covered it rod stewart's
2: it. song yeah but or it's Rod well, Stewart covered him
0: yeah he gotcha. he wrote it but yeah he's got a, just a great gravelly voice and he's been in some a, a bunch of movies too he was big. yeah i was looking some up uh, J- jim jarmusch ba- movies
2: ballad of buster Scruggs. yeah he's in uh licorice pizza recently
0: yep i've seen that uh i'm thinking there's this uh it's called like cigarettes and coffee i think it's like a jim jarmusch uh anthology movie or something that was pretty good so yeah whenever i see him i always, I always like he always does a, a a good job if not like if not
2: Pretty coffee small. and coffee. cigarettes.
0: Coffee and cigarettes from ninety three. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie.
2: Oh, and Night on Earth, two thousand three. But it looks like there is coffee. <laughs> Somehow, coffee and cigarettes three is from ninety three. I don't know what's going on there. But <laughs> uh, the Fisher King, ninety one. Bram Stoker's oh, Dracula, ironically enough. <laughs> the it connections are out of control. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys uh, at least relatively enjoyed it. I I, I felt. Like it was the right uh the right one to pair, and I, I agree i you know watch it I watched them straight literally back to back, and I felt like I felt justified in my mind
0: yeah it felt it felt like a good a good pairing together,
1: as always, when you look back and are amazed that your thoughts are so clear and true, that three words go through your mind endlessly repeating themselves like a broken record: subscribe, like, and follow, subscribe, like, and follow. Thanks and go to bed.